And welcome back to Sports Talk with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Lombarski. And I'm Evan Swarski. Today we'll be doing Sports Talk episode 15. And in this Sports Talk for the NFL, we'll talk about the Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett. We'll go over the Pro Bowl rosters in the NBA. We'll give our award our um our our award picks with about around about halfway through the season. And we'll and for baseball, we'll talk about um the ten, the signing the different signings that there have been. Start it, starting in football now. Um we'll start with Nathaniel Hackett. Yesterday, the Broncos announced that after their 51-14 to loss to the Rams on Christmas and after a 3-11 and start for the Broncos, they announced they're going to be firing their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, and former Baltimore Ravens assistant coach, Jerry Rosberg, who Denver hired in September to aid in-game management decisions, has been named the team's interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Now, I think the biggest head coaching candidate that a lot of people have been talking about uh, is Sean Payton. Who knows if he's going to go to Denver or who, if any other teams fire their, decide to fire their head coaches um, over the summer. But uh, right now, this is the most likely destination for Sean Payton. But I'm sure there's going to be more teams that fire their head coaches. So the experiment with... Uh... Nathaniel Hackett obviously didn't work out. Uh, only four wins. It looked like uh, their team was going to be a Super Bowl contender after they traded for Russell Wilson during the offseason. But I don't know if it was Hackett or um, just Russ wasn't playing like uh, Russell Wilson. Um, but So this is two years now of the Broncos firing their head coach uh, last year, Vic Bangio, and uh, now... Nathaniel Hackett, I think this is a smart choice. I don't think Hackett is not the – he's definitely not the answer for uh, Denver. Um, Sean Payton would be a very good coach for them. I think uh, he might be able to uh, turn around Russ's, uh, Russ's career as a, uh, as a Bronco. Um, but also another candidate I've heard, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, the defensive coordinator and former head coach. Um, of the Falcons, defense coordinator of the da- uh, Cowboys right now. Um, when they had Vic Bangio, he was a defensive mind, and they seem to be better than they are now. Um, so maybe uh, to work that a uh, pretty solid defense, I would say, they need a defensive mind. But Sean Payton is also a very, very good coach. Um, and like you said um, about Russell Wilson, he has struggled this year, and who knows if that's because of Hackett or not. Um, but when he was in Seattle, he had a great coach with Pete Carroll. So this shows like that maybe he does need a good coach, and that's why they should bring in a guy like Sean Payton to try and um, give Russ the, as much as he can to um, go back to what he used to be. Yeah, that's what I think they should do. Um, I'd give Russ uh, one or two more years, but... I think he's like 33 or 34 now. I don't know how many more chances he can get. Yeah, they have to keep him. I mean, they traded so much for him. Yeah. And they have him on this huge contract. They can't just let go of him. So they got to keep him for one or two or maybe even three more years. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see 
how he does uh, with a different coach besides Nathaniel Hackett. I think he'll do definitely better um, depending on the coach he gets. I think if, if he gets Sean Payton, I think uh, the Broncos team will be um, uh, be as good as they think uh, they thought they were um, before the season started. All right, now moving on to the Pro Bowlers. I'll just name the AFC Pro Bowlers, uh, and then we'll talk about it. So for quarterback, the three quarterbacks uh, representing the AFC in the Pro Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. The running backs are Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. The fullback is Patrick Ricard. The wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. The two tight ends are Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Offensive linemen, Laramie Tunsil. Devon Armstead, Orlando Brown, Joel Batonio, Quentin Nelson, Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey, Mitch Morris, Miles defense now for the defense, defensive ends, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and Trey Hendrickson. Defensive tackles, Chris Jones, Quentin Williams, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, the inside linebackers are Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley. The outside linebackers are Matthew Judon, Khalil Mack, and TJ Watt. The cornerbacks in his first year, Sauce Gardner, Patrick Sertan, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard. The safeties are Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, and Jordan Poyer. And the special teams kicker is Justin Tucker, and the punter is Tommy Townsend. Um, I think Eckler should have uh, been in the starter for the AFC. Um, not sure he would, who he would replace. The running backs are Chubb, Henry, and who else? Jake, uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't know, but Josh Jacobs. I don't know. That might be. Actually, I think yeah. I think that's a I, that's fine. He's had a really good year. Yeah, uh, I, Austin Eckler. He has had a really good year, but the other guys. I'd say if they had a fourth running back, it would be him. But yeah. I think Jacobs, Chubb, and Henry are well deserving of it. Yeah, but um, for the quarterbacks, I've heard that uh, somehow Tyler Huntley who. Um, after the voting uh, was finished, he played uh, he's, uh, three games, I think. Um, no passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. And he's uh, one of the reserve quarterbacks. So if uh, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes go to the Super Bowl, which those are uh, um, pretty good uh, chances that one of them go to the Super Bowl. He could uh, be in the Pro Bowl and one of the starters, which is I. That's crazy. I feel like yeah. I, that... I don't think he really deserves it. I mean, you could have Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. I think I... I'm surprised Herbert didn't make it. Honestly, although these are the three probably main options, but if one of them goes to the Super Bowl, I think the next guy up should be Justin Herbert. Yeah, either Herbert or Tua. Tua's been having a really good year. Um, but lately he's in on like a four game losing streak, I think, and he's got uh, another concussion uh, uh, this previous week, which didn't really matter in the voting, but not good for the Dolphins. All right, now we'll go to the NFC. All right, so starting at quarterback for the NFC, we have Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, running back Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, fullback Kyle Uzcheck. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, and Terry McLaurin. Tight ends, George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, offensive linemen, Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Tristan Wirfs, Zach Martin, Landon Dickerson, Chris Lindstrom, 
Jason Kelsey, Frank Ragnow. Defensive ends, Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, Demarcus Lawrence. Defensive tackles, Aaron Donald, Jonathan Allen, and Dexter Lawrence. Inside linebackers are Fred Warner and Demario Davis. Outside linebackers, Micah Parsons, Darius Smith, and Hassan Reddick. Cornerbacks, Darius Slay, Trayvon Diggs, Rick Woolen, Jair Alexander, Quandre Diggs, Buda Baker, and Talona Hafunga. And then the kicker is Jason Myers, and the punter is Tress Webb. I think uh, the one thing I want to point out for the NFC, I don't think um, Miles Sanders should have made it. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey should replace yeah, him. Christian McCaffrey should definitely have replaced him. And it's not like McCaffrey was on an AFC team and then got traded to the NFC team. He's been on an NFC team the whole year, and there's no way Miles Sanders deserves it over Christian McCaffrey. Tony Pollard, yeah, I, he's had a decent year. I don't know if I'd put him in the Pro Bowl, but yeah. But Miles Sanders, definitely not. And then I'm glad to see Geno Smith make it. That's great. Yeah, uh, he proved the... The fans and uh, the haters that uh, he he's a decent NFL quarterback as a starter for the whole season. He uh, I think they're seven and eight, uh, still in playoff contention. Um, but yeah, McCaffrey. Ever since he went to uh, from San Francisco, I think they've been undefeated. Mhm. So, I mean, I I I just don't know how he didn't win. I mean, he's not in the starter for the Pro Bowl, which he's definitely uh, deserves to be it, in my opinion. Just, I don't know. The voting, I mean, Tony Pollard, like you said, he's had a pretty good year. Miles Sanders, he, uh, like, I I think he's got like four or, four, four or five good games this year, and the rest are okay. But McCaffrey, like, pretty much every game, he gets a touchdown, over 50 yards and sometimes uh, over 50 yards receiving. I, I just think he's uh, the main reason why San Francisco is so good right now. He just brings the team together. And, uh, yeah. And another thing, the Eagles had three offensive line, O-linemen that made the Pro Bowl. Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Lane Johnson. So that's pretty impressive. And then I think the Eagles had seven Pro Bowlers and the Cowboys had seven, too. So I think those were the two leaders of the NFC. Yeah, and well deserved the uh, the Eagles are probably the best team right now with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Um, they have one of the best offensive line, if not the best. We can see that by the Pro Bowlers they have. And Dallas, they have a really good defense, some stars on offense. Uh, so it's uh, well deserved for both teams. And I can see um, how they they both have the highest, um, tied for the highest number of Pro Bowlers. All right, and into the MLB uh, segment, we're going to go over the big uh, main signings. I have seven I chose. Um, and the first one we got um, MVP Aaron Judge. Signing a nine-year, $360 million deal with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, this is well-deserving. Aaron Judge having the great season he had last year, um, bringing the AL home run record. Uh, And the Giants um, were close to signing Aaron Judge. There were a lot of things that said he was going to end up 
with the Giants, but he did end up going back home to the Yankees. Yeah, and we knew uh, when he broke the record, we knew uh, he was going to get a big deal somewhere. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, pitcher Jacob DeGrom signed a five-year, $185 million deal with the Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, this is a surprising considering um, how much cap space the or how much money the Mets have uh, that he ended up like leaving. But there's more. They ended up signing a good pitcher, which we'll talk about later. Um, but and then it's surprising he ended up going to the Rangers. And the Rangers had a decent season last year, not good enough to make the playoffs though. Uh, they had Corey Seager. He had. A bunch of home runs, but other than that, they didn't really do much. So, I'm um, maybe Jacob Degrom will be able to maybe take the Rangers to the playoffs next year. And I can see why the Mets didn't re-sign him. I mean, he's a very good pitcher when he's healthy, but he's not healthy all the time, and that's probably the reason why they let him go. Yeah, because uh, he doesn't stay healthy enough. Um, next one, we got uh. Justin Verlander, like you said, uh, signing a two-year deal with the Mets for $86.7 million. Yeah, this is a good move that the Mets needed to make, um, considering that they let go of DeGrom. Um, and, yeah, Justin Verlander is one of the best pitchers in the MLB right now. Even at his age, he's still doing really well. So, yeah, this is a good signing by the Mets, considering they let go of probably their best pitcher when healthy. Yeah, last year he uh, he had a very good year with the Astros, and uh, like you said, at his older age, coming to end of end of his career, um, I think a two year deal is smart because um, you can't get much more out of him than that at his uh, age right now. But pretty good signing by the Mets, and they're just getting all the superstars right now. And next up, another Mets signing: uh, Carlos Correa, twelve million. I mean, 12 years uh, for $350 million. Um, he originally was going to sign with uh, the Giants, but they backed out because of his physical. And after the Mets signed uh, Carlos Correa, they, they're kind of uh, regretting it because, uh, because of uh, his physical also. Um, so... But I think I think it's confirmed that they signed him, but they just don't like his physical. Yeah. So, um, another big contract or a big deal that the Mets made, um, to get Carlos Correa, who's been pretty good, um, who did good last year. So it's just the Mets um spending more money, but like you said, it may not go through, and he may not end up on the Mets. Next up, uh, shortstop Trey Turner. Signing an 11-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies for 300 million dollars. Yeah, Trey Turner. Um, he he's been he was good last year too, and um, and he's reunited in Philadelphia with Bryce Harper, um, because they played together in Washington. Now they're both on the Phillies, so I'm sure if the Phillies after um making the World Series and now winning it, this will I'm sure this will improve their chances. Now they'll have a, a good team. We saw last year they made the World Series and almost won, but now with uh, the addition of Trey Turner, I think they uh, 
like you said, even a better chance of winning. And uh, the last signing by the Mets, uh, re-signed star NL closer Edwin Diaz, uh, five-year, $102 million. Yeah, this is another good um, deal the Mets made. Uh, Edwin Diaz was uh, the best closer in the NL last year. So um, this is something I'm sure the Mets were glad that they um, got done because, like I said, they really needed to do it. He was the best best closer in the NL last year. Yeah, he was was obviously the best closer in the NL, but I'd say – might be a little homer in me, but uh, Class A might be the best in the league. And but oh, uh, one more forgot. Um, the Chicago Cubs uh, signed former, now former uh, Braves shortstop Dansby Swanson for a seven-year deal, one hundred seventy-seven million dollars. Yeah, um, Dansby Swanson was gr- great shortstop for the Braves last year. Helped them get as far as they did in the playoffs, um, which wasn't very far. But um, they had a great. They were one of the best teams in the NL last year during the regular season. Um, and the Cubs, who are just trying to rebuild, Dansby Swanson, like I said, he was great to the Braves last year. It's a great place to start. All right, now moving on to the final um, final part of the sports talk. We have um, NBA, and uh, we'll do like our kind of like mid-season award predictions. So we'll start with our NBA championship, like our championship prediction. Uh, and mine is the Celtics um, win the championship and beat the Grizzlies uh, in six games. Last year, they lost to the Warriors in six games. Uh, they made it close though. They played, they played pretty well at home. The Celtics though this year are playing really well. They're twenty twenty four and ten, um, which I believe is the best record in the NBA. Um, and they play really well at home. I believe they have the second best home record behind the Cavs. So um, I'm sure if they make it to the finals, they'll take advantage of those home games uh, and win. But for the Grizzlies, John Morant is down in this year. He's been looking like an MVP candidate. Uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is looking like a defensive player of the year candidate. So their defense is playing well. And John Morant uh, is scoring, I think he's scoring like 30-something points per game. So I think the Grizzlies make it to the finals but lose to the Celtics in six games. Yeah, I got the Celtics winning uh, the championship as well. I'm over, uh, over the Grizz. Um, I think this year... Uh, the Celtics will make it back, and uh, without uh, Curry, I don't think the Warriors are making it back. Uh, without Curry for at least a month, I think they're not gonna make it to the championship. I don't think their their seeding will be good enough if they make the playoffs. But I got the Grizzlies against the Celtics, and the Celtics win in seven games. I think it'll be a close series, uh, but the Celtics will win the final game at home which you said they have the uh, second-best home record. I believe they do as well. Um, yeah, I just think uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Tatum playing like an MVP, I think they have uh, good chances to go back to the NBA championship and win it this time. 
All right, now moving on to our MVP. Uh, I ha- I've had this for the whole season. I have Luka Doncic. Um, a lot of people are saying Jason Tatum because, like, I mean, he is playing really well. Then because like, the Celtics, they have the best record in the NBA. Um, but the Mavericks, I mean, they're on a three-game winning streak right now. They're just outside of the playoffs right now, so they've been moving up. Like I said, they're on a three-game winning streak. Um, so if they're not out of it. I'm sure they'll make the play-in, if not the playoffs. Uh, and Luka Doncic has just been balling out. He's been scoring um, upwards of 30 points per game. Uh, and I think I think he's third in MVP odds behind Giannis, who's leading the Bucks to the – I believe they have the second-best record in the NBA. Um, and behind Jason Tatum, who's in first place. So I'm going with Luka Doncic as my MVP. Um, my MVP is – Giannis Antetokounmpo from uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And like you said, uh, leading his team to the second place spot in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think he's averaging uh, the high 30s and uh, uh, near the 40s uh, pretty much uh, every game. And a good amount of assists per game, I think. He's uh he's also a contender for defensive player of the year. He's uh one of the top candidates, I think top three or top five maybe. But uh last two years it was Jokic. I think he's he's also uh, having a really good year. He could win it, but I think it's gonna be either Giannis or Luca. I think they're the uh, in my opinion the two top candidates to win MVP. Um, and I the Bucks. They'll definitely make the playoffs. And also, I think one of the reasons why Giannis will win instead of Luka, I, I, gotta, I, th- I think uh, MVP has something to do with team success. But maybe, maybe not. It's, but if, like, if the Buc- I mean, if the Mavericks don't make the postseason, if they only make the play- uh, play-in and don't get in the playoffs, um, I think it'll definitely be Giannis if they make the playoffs because – Last year, the Nuggets made the playoffs, but they didn't go far, and Jokic still won. So if uh, John, uh, Luka, and the Mavericks still make the uh, playoffs, I don't think uh, Luka won. And Jokic won it um, last year, and I believe the Nuggets were like the fifth seed, I think. So they, as long as they make the playoffs, I think, which yeah. Luka's right around there. I believe he's the Mavericks are the seventh seed, so he's, they're not out of it. All right, now moving on to defensive player of the year. Uh, my defensive player of the year is Brooke Lopez. Uh, he's averaging two and a half blocks a game and 5.9 rebounds a game. Um, and he has the Bucks. They're the number two defense. They're tied to the number two defense with the Cavs and Nets. Um, is the number two defense in the NBA. And Brooke Lopez, has, he's just the favorite for defensive player of the year. Um. And when I was watching him play the Cavs, he's been playing really well on defense, blocking shots. Uh, so, yeah, I think Brooke Lopez is my defensive player of the year. Um, my defensive player of the year prediction is OG Ananobi from, uh, from the Raptors. Um, same thing. He's uh, When I see, uh, see the Cavs game, when he's playing the, the, the Cavs, he's always good defense. Um, he gets, uh, last game, he got two steals against us, 
Um, but he's averaging 2.3 steals, 0.8 blocks. So, I think uh, either him or Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez could win it. Um, yeah, OG Ananobi, uh, I think he's second in uh, odds to win it. But, yeah, uh, I just think his, his dominant uh, defensive player and a good, good part of the Raptors team. All right, now moving on to sixth man of the year. Uh, and this guy, he hasn't been a sixth man lately um, because Steph Curry's been injured. But my sixth man is Jordan Poole. For like the, a good majority of the year, he's been the sixth man of the year. Or he's been the sixth man. Uh, so that's why I have him as the sixth man of the year. I believe he's the favorite for this award. So far this year, he's averaging 19.4 points per game and 4.3 assists. That where he's been off the bench the majority of the year. And he's been playing really well lately uh, in Curry's place. Uh, so even though Jordan Poole lately, he's been a, he's been a starter in, in place of Steph Curry, I have Jordan Poole as the sixth man of the year. Yeah, I got Jordan Poole winning it as well. Um, he's become the star in uh, in uh, the Bay Area ever since Curry went down with an injury. Um, pretty much uh, what you said, uh, I got Jordan Poole winning as well. Just even though uh, he's not, he's not. Uh, not coming off the bench every time, but the starting original starting lineup, yeah, he uh, was coming off the bench. So yeah, Jordan Poole for six minutes of the year. All right, now for the last uh, like real award, we have Rookie of the Year, and I'm sure you have this guy too. I have Paolo Bencaro. Uh It's averaging 21.7 points per game, 4.4.0 assists per game, and 6.9 rebounds a game. Uh, twenty-one point seven points per game. Uh, I saw it is more, uh, is more than rookie LeBron has scored through this many games. So, uh, yeah, Paolo, he's been he's been the favorite for the whole year, and I think Paolo runs away with it. Yeah, I got Paolo Vencaro as well. I mean, the other candidate, uh, Benedict Matherin from the uh Pacers. Um, but I just think uh Bancaro, he's been uh too good. I think. I think he was definitely a good good selection at uh, the number one overall pick by the Magic. He's had a, a really good season, like you said, uh, better than uh, rookie LeBron's uh, stats so far. I just I think it's a uh, well deserved, but I think the Magic have twelve wins, and I think uh, he's the yeah he's the star in uh in uh, Orlando right now. All right, now moving on to our last, uh, our last topic, we have our our award for the best teams so far through this part of the season. Uh, and my best team is the Boston Celtics. They have the best record in the NBA at twenty four and ten. They're on a two game win streak, uh, and they have one of the best records in the NBA at home. So. And the Celtics have they've had the best defense in the NBA, and as the saying goes, defense wins championships. 
Jason Tatum is the top MVP candidate. So, yeah, I think Celtics is the best team so far. I got the Celtics as well. You took the words out of my mouth, basically pretty much everything I was going to say and more. But, yeah, they're the best record team, second best team at home. Um, There's just, uh, I think, uh, the team to be right now in this, uh, the NBA, best team so far around the halfway point in our opinion. All right, and that wraps up uh, episode 15 of Sports Talk. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and, and always, um, I'm Ben Matsworski. And I'm Jack Varsi. And we'll see you next time. Peace.